0: Okay. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of twenty twenty one of On the Couch with Guevus and Guevus. Guevus, hello. Hello. I'm excited
1: for this episode, getting some practical tips on on, uh, what I need to be a godly woman, so this is going to be fun. (laughs) These ladies are giggling. This is going to be an interesting episode, I can see it already.
0: (laughs) So we have two guests for this episode, we've brought in Tanya Kurtz, Tanya, hello. Hello. And Jasmine.
2: Hello. Should I say
0: your surname? Please no. Okay. Jazz. <laughs> Jazz there is we go. here.
2: If you use my full name again, it makes me feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so welcome, ladies. Thank you for being here. Uh, last week we spoke about what it means to be a godly man, and tonight we're going to talk about what it means to be a godly woman. <laughs> and
2: Quibus uh, <laughs> is very keen on. We don't have how anything to, to contribute,
0: <laughs> so you can start talking, and when you're finished, we'll just stop recording. So. neck joke. So, let's start. Tanya's very prepared, so we're looking forward to, to what she has to say. Let's start with, I think last week, um, Peter told us, or had an introduction of the biblical role of, of a woman, what the Bible says. Uh, what In your guys' understanding, when you hear the word or the term godly woman, what comes to mind? What do you think about...
2: I think for me the first thing that comes to mind is a help meet or someone to come alongside and compliment. Um, either an authority figure, a husband, something along those lines.
3: I think if I think of a godly then woman, the first, the first thing I think is not uh, um, not necessarily a role, but someone that actually is in
2: love with Jesus. Okay. I think first and foremost, everything we do it's it's I, I was saying to Corbus and Corbus beforehand and to tanya um the the role of a or the characteristics of a godly man and a woman or characteristics of a christian in large part it's yes. actually like people that love jesus that um seek the lord primarily first hand and then out of that we function as he's called us to function
0: Yeah, that's good uh, are there any characteristics that you think guys think are different than for man when we talk about the two roles obviously the man has to lead and he's head of the home. That's what we believe anyways. It's, how does that differ for you guys, do you think?
3: Well, I think the big thing probably then is submission. Okay. But that would apply to any saint. Yes. Um, but I think practically it's probably more, more for women. I think we were chatting earlier before the session started just about what are some of our challenges. And I think for women... The big challenge is you wanna see something and you wanna lead or change or maybe bring correction, but actually in the church <laughs> you can't it's the question is how do you bring it yes you you can bring those things but yeah. it's in submission
0: okay let's talk about individually uh obviously one of you are married one is single um how does that how does that differ for you guys Jasmine talk with you as a single woman in, ch- in let's say, church context?
2: Specifically about submission.
0: Yeah, how does that look for you?
2: I think it, for me it looks a bit more like the general saint. I think it, for me it's submission to eldership and to leadership. And because I don't have a husband as a covering, the elders fall as my covering. So for me it's willingly submitting myself to their authority, to walking into accountability or in accountability with them, um, allowing them to speak into my life and lead me wherever um the lord says i should be going um yeah, really just having a close relationship with the leadership of the church mm. and submitting regardless of what that looks like or what my thoughts might be on the topic <laughs> 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 to what they say
1: yeah but i, I think uh, on that uh, yeah tanya mentioned it earlier i think it looks uh, uh, the same in a sense for for every saint like like that you uh, regardless of what i Feel in a moment. I'm also uh, someone who submitted under Jesus, under the eldership. So and uh, yeah, so I can't just willy nilly say what I want to say and what I feel and do what I want to do. Uh, it, like uh, everything's done in submission. I think so. It, it uh, that, it uh, that applies to 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 every saint in a sense. So yeah.
2: I, th- I think as a female, something that you find in it that I suppose every. Um, other centers as well but to a particular measure as a female you find safety in it like there's a, a there's definitely like a almost like <laughs> I feel most safe when I'm in submission to my elders and I'm walking closest with them um the minute I step out of that I suddenly feel like I'm playing out a part I'm playing out a position it's putting me in a position where I'm actually at risk of hurting the bride and um yeah I just really... I think as a female the, the potential for havoc is quite large if you're not playing in submission and um, because it's such a counter image to what the world is telling you to do. It's such a beautiful way of actually showing Jesus and how he functions in making yourself lower as the weaker vessel, even in your singleness. Um and finding the safety in that. Like it doesn't land on me. Like I can actually in relationship with elders, walk with them and really just get their counsel. And then I like it's really just safe for me.
1: You know, personally for me as well. I think uh, submitting under elders is it. It does feel safe. Like uh, you don't. Uh, you don't just go out on a. I don't know if I can say out on a limb. Just mm-hmm. go and do whatever you want to do, and they uh, yeah. are. So for me, it, it is a safe space. Like I think sometimes you do still make mistakes in it, but I mean uh, it. Uh, yeah, it's like if if an elder tells me something like i trust what they say i trust what uh, what they hear from god and uh, i follow and i believe that uh, they are submitted under god and uh, even our elders they are submitted to one another and they submitted to uh, yeah other elders in other congregations and apostolic and how they lead so i think it's it's just a safe safe space f- in general for for a guy and a and a lady yeah
2: um Sorry, I think also something that happens or is in the nature of a woman is to be protected and to be covered. It's in the very nature that the way that the Lord has made us. Um, and when we step out of that covering, it's actually more like you take on a weight that is too heavy for you to bear, actually. And that causes in you a really ugly, sharp, not very godly characteristic that I don't know. With men, like there's a, there's a call in the Lord to lead. And there's, <laughs> there's a um, there's a, a thing of actually, like, I have a calling in the Lord to lead my family and to lead people and to to take on that responsibility. I think you guys were talking about it last week. Like, to take on that responsibility, whereas a woman isn't called to do that. And when we take that on and step out of that covering, we actually break under the weight of it. Um, and that's almost why the covering for us is so special and so, like, safe, is because we don't actually take on a weight that we shouldn't be carrying. Mm.
0: Tanya, you are married, married to an elder. Uh, so how does that look for you in, <laughs> <laughs> in the church and at home? Um, yeah, obviously it's a different dynamic as well. So how does that look for you?
3: I think um, Jazz gave a very good explanation of actually being in submission as actually being a safe place. Like I think I can imagine it must be difficult, maybe for someone that's married to someone that either doesn't know God, so they don't know what this person bases their decisions on, or maybe someone that is walking with God but actually not in submission to someone else, because then that person can just go rogue. But I think I think yeah, I've been blessed with a great husband, so just for say me I just a little bit loud, I <laughs> don't think
0: he heard you in the other room. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 and so that's for me that's a safe place that's easier oh. to submit i think um if i think of submission to the elders at some stage i struggle with authority not necessarily with johan but <coughs> more with struggled with um my parents in the past and that made it difficult for me to submit but johan was great in that he would often come and bring just a word of wisdom and say, mm, so is your heart to follow God? Or like, are you believing the beast? And I'm like, okay, I hear you. So having someone that actually points you to the truth, but does it in a in a, in a loving way, that just makes it so much easier to submit. Mm. Um, and then knowing there is that place where it's not him alone making the decisions. He's open to other people. But I think in, in, in his case, more specifically, he definitely overthinks and makes decisions very carefully. Mm. So that for me, that's safe <laughs> place.
0: Okay. Obviously, you guys, this where you are now in your journey as a godly woman. It's not how it started out, obviously, for anyone. So, <laughs> so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about the journey to to get where you are now. What are some What are some of the the biggest challenges you faced, let's say, along the way, to grow into the godly woman that you are now? Uh,
2: I think it's something I still struggle with but to a lesser extent and then that is taming my tongue. Okay. Um, I think when I came to know the Lord I had a very, very, very sharp tongue and um, I was very quick to belittle to, um, yeah, to just bring people down and that's something that the Lord had to work in me because He calls us to have pure speech and to lead example in our speech and all those kind of things. So I think that's something that I'm still working on because I am not perfect. will never be perfect until the day that Jesus comes for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is something that the Lord had to work in me quite severely. And it's often mm. something that he still goes, eh, probably not the right thing to say. So being quick to apologize now when I do get it wrong.
0: Okay. Tanya, for you.
3: mm. I think for me, there's probably been two big struggles. The one would form part of submission, (laughs) What we were talking about earlier. Um, I think for me, growing up, I had a bit of a home where things would be explosive. Well, that's how we deal with conflict. Well, that's just what was modeled to me. So... Yeah, you know, I think just after being married, that was my way of dealing with things, and then I very quickly had to learn that's not the not the way to go about it. Um, I think part of that was gra- What great is Johan's approach to conflict? Like, I probably would be frustrated at times, but he'd try and have an argument, and he would just be quiet. It's like that scripture that says a soft word. A word that would be Sorry, I can't think of the English now. Um, right. And I, and that I think, like for me, practically that just actually helped in a few situations so much. Um, and on a practical note, we we lived with another couple for two years with Jock and Tanya Buita, and I think that was really great for me. That was eye-opening, just to see. That was definitely from God. Living in a in a home together, I would sometimes have maybe frustrations in myself. And I think what I learned in that time was that actually there's lots of things that actually doesn't matter whether it goes this way or that way. Th- that it's preference. Um, so for me, I think that was great, not being in a place where I would argue with you and to get my point across, but actually to go and sit and think about a situation and see, is this a preference or is this actually something that needs mm-hmm. to be dealt with? And I think part of that with a explosive background um, and y- yeah. can
1: you give us an example of you being explosive because I <laughs> can honestly not, I cannot imagine <laughs> you being explosive <laughs> at all <laughs> it must have been interesting I <laughs>
2: My tongue thing, they were both like, mm-hmm, yep, can see that. You're being I was explosive. like I was gonna, like, gonna say that, mm. but I'm like
1: Am I gonna offend Jazz if I say that?
3: <laughs> um God, I don't know, Jan probably will be able to give a better example, but um <laughs> I think I think it'd probably would be like I would get upset in a situation and then just lose my temper. Or I think like the same with Eve wanting to rule over her husband. So you like, you would fight to argue your point. So are you wanting to sort something out or are you actually just wanting to make your point? Mm. I think that's the, you know, that's the difference. Mm. Um,
0: so you essentially had to relearn how to handle conflict in a God, in a, in a godly way. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um. There's also a scripture in one, where it speaks about what is beautiful to god is a gentle and quiet spirit and that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have an opinion or mm. speak about things but it's about like what is the attitude of your heart am i quarrelsome or am i quiet and in in my family um i think in general we don't like injustice so you tend to want to stand up and fight for people and Maybe in some situations, maybe you need to do it. But then there's other scenarios where maybe it's not the best thing. Um, I remember one holiday just after God spoke to me about the scripture, visited my sister. (coughs) And in the time there, I would see some situations or scenarios happening. But I was like, okay, God said I'm gentle and quiet, so I'm not going to fight. But then there was still like this anguish going on in my heart. And when i got home god just told me well gentle and quiet so i'm growing in that i'm doing better but i'm not always there but i think at least it helps me to know now to identify what are battles i should be fighting and which are ones that's actually not my place at all
0: Mm, that's good let's talk about worldly challenges i think jazz before we start recording you mentioned feminism yes uh obviously we live now in a culture where feminism is at its highest that it's probably ever been um and there's obviously misunderstandings in the christian faith that that people think women are not equal or all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff so let's talk about the feminine feminism issue how is that have you have you felt that have you felt pressure in that have you felt
2: I was actually going to, um, after Tanya was finished, uh, mention that another area that I struggled or had previously struggled in is this concept of a, a strong, independent woman. Like, you need to be the woman that does everything, can do everything by herself, can't ask for help, no vulnerability. Like, that's really just what the the world keeps telling you to do. Like, you're a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Like, that concept. And <laughs> um, And I think growing up, being the only daughter to... I was an only child as well. So my dad raised me as her, as his boy in a lot of things. So from young, this thing of you need to be able to do everything for yourself and was fed into me specifically as well. And I think it's just such a, a counter thing to what God's called us to be as women. I think there's such a beautiful thing in us being the weaker vessel. Like scripture calls us the weaker vessel. And if we have an issue with that, we need to get over that. Like women just get over yourself, sit before the Lord, process it, that's what we are. And it's a beautiful thing. Like he's created us to compliment. He's created us to come alongside. He's created us to help. Um, And when we function in that, it's when we actually thrive and come alive. And I think the feminism thing is rife, especially uh, among young women, um, university students, just starting to work because it's really what's on campus. It's really what they're being fed. Um, And it's just, an enemy's tactic and also it's an it's a tactic of the enemy to get us to play out of role but then also it's the nature of our flesh because the word says that um, Eve's curse will always to be over her husband, to desire to be over her husband. So that's a product of the fall and if we're feeding into that and we, we're doing that and we're constantly wanting to be above leadership or men um, we actually are just feeding in our flesh. It's as clear as that for me.
0: Tanya is a... Challenges from outside, or or things from outside that you felt has challenged your your walk, um, or the stuff that you maybe had to process, or
3: like in with regards to feminism, or, or anything or
0: else. I don't know if you can, if if that was mm. also a thing for you, but like, mm. um, because you don't. I mean, I just your your personality. I would think mm. it's maybe less of an issue for you, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was also thinking about it earlier today because I do think that is probably the number one challenge for women. Mm. Um, and if you think of, so in the church, I guess, maybe women want to grasp for for something. But our worth is actually not in a role. Our worth is in Jesus. Mm. And we need to distinguish like, actually where does our worth lie. Um, and the other thing that I was thinking about in terms of feminism, thinking about corporate, the corporate setting or that world, so, yes, maybe there is opportunities where women lead and they do great. Um, maybe you're part of a team and you're not a leader, but you're still grasping at that wanting to lead. Um, so you do need to go and, and see, like, if God shows you something, what do you do with it? How do you bring it? Like, Because um, it's so easy in the corporate world to just want to bring people down or fight or argue or like bring your point across. But actually, we're always called to be redemptive agents in the world. And So if we do something, how do we do it?
0: Um, yeah.
1: yeah, I think uh, just something that you said ab- about grasping, and I, I think it's it's uh, it's something that we all struggle with in a in a sense. Uh, the, the scripture I finished with last week, uh, Philippians two, it just comes to mind again, where, it's, where it speaks about Jesus, like. He didn't count equality with God something to be grasped at, mm, yes. but he lowered himself, yeah. uh, and uh, so for, I think the love that God has for for man and woman, it doesn't differ. It, uh, well, I'm saying I think I know it's mm. th- there's no difference <laughs> in it. So, it, it, like, mm. uh, so uh, we equal yeah. in God's eyes, but there's certain things that. But that men that men will grasp for, and there's other things that women will grasp for. Mm-hmm. But uh, for us as Christians, I think the challenge is to not grasp mm-hmm. at uh, at things, but actually to 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 go low and submit. So submission for for a female will maybe just look uh, or just looks different to what submission looks like for a man. But both is submitted mm. at the end of the day. So yeah,
2: I think on that something that. I want to encourage the for me, the strong independent woman that might be listening to this. Um <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> there are a lot of us. Um and I think that the one thing that we have the privilege of doing is doing exactly that. Jesus didn't count equality with God, something to be grasped, so he made himself lower. Like he willingly came to earth to die on the cross and suffer a gruesome death for our su- salvation. Like he willingly did that. And we as Women who might be able to do something and fully capable to do it have the beautiful opportunity of going, even in that, I choose to be like Jesus and submit.
0: Yeah, something I want to talk about is, is sacrifice because I do think that is somewhat unique to the woman role. Is I think, to a degree, you guys have to sacrifice more in terms of worldly ambition. I've heard Christian women married to pastors, etc., talk about having to lay down certain ambitions or career goals or that kind of stuff that they or dreams that they had because you have to follow your husband and if he's called to something specific then you and 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 you wanted to do something completely different then you need to lay that down and follow him to wherever god is calling him so i i I think that is a massive thing If, if i think if i was a woman that would be maybe something that challenged me the most is that that what I want comes second to what God is calling my husband or my whatever to be. Can you guys speak to maybe something in your life that that you have had to lay down or sacrifice? Um, Maybe it was difficult at the beginning and now you're obviously fine with it. But I'm assuming along the road stuff comes that you that you, that you, you follow your husband. So where he goes, you go. And that almost takes kind of the the control out of your hands um tanya you obviously you've been married for like 10 plus years now and i'm sure there's stuff along the way that you've had to maybe lay down and just say i, I, I i'm following johan and wherever he's going that's where i'm going is there stuff that you've had to do and how, how difficult was it for you yo i think
3: this is curve a curveball there's still a new curve curveball though <laughs> I think this is, a, this is a difficult question for me to answer because I think when we got married, the one thing we said was we are, we are marrying to be a team together in the kingdom, like whatever that looks like. So for me, I think maybe... My my main
0: goal is ambitious. Tanya so good for us. Oh. <laughs> Jazz, if you have to lie, please lie, but just come up with something good.
3: <laughs> but
0: Tanya was perfect from the beginning.
3: <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but I th- but I can imagine it must be difficult for someone that's a career woman that's like really driven to. Want to reach yeah. their full potential.
0: I've even heard women um, like have who have ministry goals, like saying, I, "I I needed to, I needed to lay that down because I knew it's, mm. it wasn't going to happen if I follow my husband." So yeah. yeah, it doesn't even have to be; it can be a noble thing as well. But yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, well, I I guess I, I think it's like I shared earlier. Maybe I was a lot more the broken one coming into the relationship, <laughs> and. Um, that it's a safe place for me. So I haven't, like, I've never felt threatened, and I'm sure if I want to pursue something, Yarn yeah, wouldn't hold me back from it. I think it's probably rather than looking at, oh, I have to fall in line with what my husband wants, one must rather choose to look at, actually, what does God want for me? Because it's not that, it's not your husband that's lording it over you, telling you, yeah. obey. It's actually like God has placed something in you, and he's placed you with someone to achieve something. Um, But
0: um yeah, I'm also yeah, I
3: know, I know. My 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 sister, um she she studied law and worked super hard and eventually was accepted into the court and everything and then her husband said, Okay, we're gonna farm. So they moved Platterland.
0: Like far far away. Exactly. And it
3: was really it was very it was very, very hard, yes, yeah. Swat Mamba battled. but for her it was really hard. She really struggled imagine, with that. Yeah. But now she's loving being on the farm and they using it as an opportunity to reach out to other people. So
0: Can you maybe talk about I mean, in order for for you, trust is important. You have to trust your husband that he's hearing the Lord. You have to trust that 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 he's having that relationship, that he's gonna lead you well and make uh, wise decisions uh, in whatever um, direction you want to go. Um, obviously, you and Johan have that have that now. Was it always like that, or was it a bit different at the beginning? Obviously, he grows in his relationship as well. But I, I would assume that, that trusting your husband to make mm. the right decisions, to hear from the Lord, that is obviously, I would assume, very important.
3: Yeah, I think if I think about... I think probably our biggest challenge, I think for me, it was um, my relationship with my parents. That was definitely very tough. And I think for me, what was very helpful was actually knowing that Jan would encourage me to say, actually, we are going to do this. We're not going to back away from this. We're going to work at this and make it work. Um, So it wasn't necessarily comfortable. Like I knew he was doing what God wanted to do. Um, but knowing that he was with it, in, with me in it, that made it easier to follow.
0: Okay. Jazz for you. Is there stuff that obviously maybe not now already because you yeah. don't have a husband, But I mean, that's it's obviously coming. So <laughs> the <laughs>
2: thought of packing up and moving to a farm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus! I don't know oh. how to process that one. <laughs> oh or Africa oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) any hot (laughs) place the Lord will have to write on the wall for me
0: (laughs) 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 jazz (laughs) will say
2: and fire on the wall I think uh, there's been seasons in my life where um, I like for me I often hear the Lord on something and then I'm kind of like oh but it's just me and then I hear like something that I don't want to hear And then I go to the elders and they're like, "Hmm, nope, that sounds like God. And then I'm like, oh, now I have to listen (laughs) as well because it's like that extra confirmation. So there's been seasons in my life where I've been disappointed because I've been wanting to, like, for a while I was going to move to the UK and work for one of the 412 or work with one of the 412 churches in the UK. And as I got my visa to go, Jesus said, don't go. Sure. And I think even even as women or anybody's just submitting to the voice of God is something yeah. that oftentimes isn't comfortable or requires sacrifice. I think following Jesus requires sacrifice. Mm. Um, so for me, that would probably be where it comes in more than right now submitting to a husband or what no. he's called to. It's even just following the voice of God. Like um, the amount of times he's led me in one direction and gone, actually, we're no longer going that way and we're moving on. And... standing on that trust of actually he knows what he's doing he knows where he's going he knows my life from beginning and end so I trust him with everything and I'll submit to those things Mm. same with the elders when I brought it to Brett who was walking with me at the time and still does um, I was like I feel like God's saying I mustn't go and he's like yep, that sounds like God, you're not going. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> My whole life plan. <laughs> 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 no, <discussions. laughs> no discussion. <laughs> no discussion. He's like, cool, now you have to find the elders on that side. And I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think even just in that is as a single person, yeah. you'll have those sacrifices where yeah, actually sure, yeah. I wanted to do that, but Jesus said this or the yeah. elders said this.
0: Yeah. Let's shift gears maybe um. To conducting yourselves, let's say outside of church context, um, at home, in the culture, among friends, how, how's that been? Is it is it difficult? Uh, are you surrounding yourself with the right people? Um, I would assume that's a yes, but I mean, like, how's <laughs> how, how? Obviously, I feel some things are easier in church context because everyone's like kind of on the yeah. same page and. People help you grow and stuff like that. But in the culture, there's more, there's different challenges. Yeah. How's that been for you?
2: So for me personally, I, I work for the church. So that there goes like the secular work environment. <laughs> but I think the challenge for me is I live with two unsaved parents. So for the last 12 years of my salvation, I've literally lived with people who think I'm slightly crazy sure. um, and have, have supported me in everything. They are phenomenal parents. They're often better Christians than most Christians, Um, but my dad will honestly call me crazy 99.9% of the time. Um, Or they'll call our church a cult. That's also fun. (laughs) Or that this is just a phase. And I think for me... It's a long phase. It's been a very (laughs) long phase. (laughs) Luckily it outran the emo phase, the goth phase, the various other phases prior to this. Um, But I think for me it's always... I've often failed at it as well, but knowing that Jesus is with me as much when I'm at home with my unsaved parents as he is when mm. I'm with my friends who love Jesus. And um, trying to more even more so reflect him to them because they don't know him. And that I might be the only person they ever come into contact with that knows Jesus. And I need to, not as a heavy, but as a, actually I want to please both Jesus and mm. show him to my parents Um in my speech, in what I do with my time, in how much I balance, and this is where I struggle, time with them and time with the church. Because mm. it's a whole lot easier, I think, when, you're, uh, when you have unsaved family members to spend all your time with the, f- yes. the, the church. Yeah. Like, that's my family. That's where I'm going to be when actually you've got a, a duty and a thing yes. to spend time with your own family and make sure that balance is right. And I know I've gotten it wrong because my mom often says she doesn't want to come to church because then she'll be too busy. Oh, and I'm like, okay. oopsies, yeah. missed that one. So even trying to find that balance for me of showing what church life looks like mm. to unsaved people as much as showing Jesus to unsaved people.
0: Mm. Tanya, for you, we know you. you're solid. suk eats, dig deep. <laughs> um, I mean, I th- obviously you have a, I don't want to say a secular job, but you have a, a not, you don't work for the church, so... That, maybe that's a challenge what what are some of the challenges that you faced in the world trying to to conduct yourself as a godly woman among mm-hmm. people and a place where they don't really even know what that means and they don't understand it and it mm-hmm. that can you, only look at, you know it can mm. be frowned upon so how do you
3: I think the difficult situation for me at at work we are we're quite a small team and each other person in the team has a different religion so that's I think that in itself is tricky, or either nominal, so not no reality of relationship with Jesus, but think in a church, for example. Um, and I think the difficult thing with that is that often you get challenges at work that you have to deal with. And there's a there's a fine line between gossip and slander and sorting out an issue. And to maintain that mm. balance, um, and using using opportunities when you feel God has told you mm, you've overstepped the line here to actually say, to use the opportunity to say sorry or repent, even if it's someone that's spoken to you that initiated the conversation, say, oh, sorry, I don't, you know. Like I think even in in apologizing in a situation, we can point people to Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge more is having been in Cape Town now for more than 10 years, we basically joined the church just when we came to Cape Town. So the difficult thing is, I think that I always have to ask myself is, do I know people outside of church? Um, And I think with us having started building, it was a great opportunity for us to get to know our neighbors. So we're starting to build relationships with them and that's great. Um, But to actually bring them into our lives, to not just go and visit them, but to maybe bring them to that they can see other people. So not just us, but us relating to other people. Um, And I think probably the best opportunity for me to probably meet new people is working at MCM occasionally. And that just like that gives me an opportunity to chat to people. And it's always like for me, it's great when I go there and and people and I hear people say, Oh, I'm so glad to see you working with me today. Because I feel like, okay, at least I'm making a difference. I'm making a contribution. I'm not moaning, at least, like that's a small testimony. But I think in everyday life, there's always opportunities where one can do something. I remember the one, one day I was, working in a lady came and she just asked me about some medicine and I was giving her some input on like possible side effects. But this lady was actually at a point of losing hope. And like in that moment, I just said to her that there's always hope. I think that's all she wanted to hear, but she burst into tears and she ran out of the <laughs> pharmacy. Um, so like for me, the challenge is like there is small moments opportunities. If I hear what God is saying to reach out to someone, but, it's just so short that sometimes you feel like you can't build. But, yeah.
1: Mm.
2: I think another way, practically, as women, that we can, in a work environment, in my home environment, whatever that might look like, is to be humble enough to say sorry and when you get it wrong. Because with that feminism thing and the strong, independent woman that has no weaknesses, to actually show weakness is a, brief, uh, a great way to go, actually, we're different. No, um, and with we aren't perfect
0: and kind of, yeah, okay. yeah. that's good have you guys walked with other women um, that have maybe struggled with underst- with understanding the, the biblical role of a woman or how have you counseled them, what what are the challenges you've seen in real life, what are they usually or have you even spoken to unsaved women who like look at you guys and like I don't understand why are you doing what you are doing uh, have you had those encounters, and
2: I think I often have them with my mom, okay? She doesn't understand why um I would want to submit my life to the church, why I'd want to be involved in the church, why I'd want to be vulnerable, like she recently we kind of just realized that she's never really opened up her life to anybody, not even my dad, so like that she's a hard woman. And actually, for me to go and cry with friends or cry in front of them is miraculous in and of itself. Um but to actually show weakness for her is like a complete foreign concept. She's like, I'll never make myself vulnerable in front of anyone. Um. So that's something that I've seen. And then I've I I have someone that I'm walking with at the moment whose husband isn't saved, and and really just walking her through what it looks like, how to model to what my very limited knowledge. Um, (laughs) of being a godly wife and actually treating her choosing that concept of mm, husbands love that your wife is Christ loves the church and that wives have to actually submit to their husbands and to um, also serve and love their husbands Um, so teaching her that which is completely foreign to her because she got saved recently and has been married for three or four years now so that's been my experience with women that don't understand
0: okay that's good I need, I see next day, is it's fine now there's that
3: there's that one scripture also that speaks about um if the wife obeys and submits even though her husband doesn't necessarily follow god maybe by the way that she conducts herself it can be a witness to him so I definitely yeah i just agree with what you is saying um i don't necessarily have a specific example i think for me in the world it's sometimes difficult like sometimes people want to argue just for the sake of arguing and i don't know if it's something that's so precious if it's worth it arguing and fighting about it unless you can see someone is actually really interested and they do want to know and they're genuine about asking the question i think maybe i would rather engage then but i think i i maybe that's a bit cowardly but i think sometimes if people want to argue and just fight for the sake of fighting i now more <laughs> recently probably, I try to withdraw from that. Uh, the one thing that I was thinking about was actually being a godly woman or godly saint is actually walking in a life of repentance. Um, so that if you we as his children can hear his voice and if he speaks to us, we need to adjust. Mm. And I think walking with him, there will be lots of repentance along the way Mm. i think we need to ask ourselves the question if we haven't repented in a while Mm. where do we really stand with god because then probably we're actually not listening to him no
0: um yeah okay i want to get into the practical stuff now and i i I think tanya while we have you as a as a married woman obviously in genesis it says uh, the Lord, God created Eve um, to be, it's not good for man to be alone, I'll make him a helper suitable for him. You said when you married Johan, the goal was to be a team for the kingdom, to serve God together. But practically, as, as Johan's helper, what, what what does that look like for you in daily life, um, in church and outside of church, would you say? Um,
3: so maybe thinking about starting on the the part of all the world that we're walking in with feminism i think at some stage i was thinking oh why do i have to do all the housework or all the whatever and and god just convicted me about that that i'm actually called to help him to be able to do whatever he needs to do so i think practically like if we want to have people in our house it means having the house in a way that people can come in at any time it's like People shouldn't just come when they've made an appointment. Mm. People should be able to come at any time. Um, I think like helping Johan, I think at some stage, or you would always look at, oh, what are other job opportunity? Should I look at something? What about this? And, and then I would say to him, well, <coughs> are you looking for this job opportunity? Would it God tell you you should move? And you know, I think he would sometimes get frustrated with me. But at some stage, he's made the decision to say, Okay, he knows where, he's, knows where God has placed him. So I think, yes, he is the one leading and I'm, out, I'm there to help. But if I see something, it also means that I have a responsibility to speak up and ask.
0: Yeah. And maybe just to make it clear that obviously in a marriage, uh, Yuan un- is not a law unto himself. You guys make decisions together. He doesn't ha- he doesn't just do what he wants and you have to fall in line. It's You guys obviously discuss big decisions and... It's it's a collaborative, equal partnership type of vibe. It's not like you aren't just informing you that okay, i was gonna be mm-hmm. unemployed or if I'm gonna quit my job, whatever. It's you. It's it's equal.
3: Yeah, it's definitely it's being team, but someone has to take the final decision in a team. So and when you
0: disagree, uh, maybe talk about disagreements. When when you guys chat about something, a decision needs to be made, and maybe you are not aligned on it, and you do differ. Obviously, mm-hmm. he would have the final say. Uh, or you would have to but I mean can you maybe Mm. just talk about that (laughs) Uh,
3: I think I think you're gonna laugh also anyway I think in life our personalities are like I'm more of a risk taker and Jan is more of a very cautious think about decisions five, six, ten times before he makes a decision (laughs) so um, I guess in that sense I can sometimes want to do something but He's still processing it. So then so you have you to be wait. patient. Yeah, yes. oh, patience. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think <laughs> I think in um, I think the most difficult thing for us was finances when we just got married. I think also our our parents' lives were very different. Um, I think he struggled a bit more growing up. So it was... Much more um penny wise and uh things sorted out, and I was a lot more oh i can I'll go and get that or, well very blase about it so and then I had also worked myself um worked yeah worked for two years before we got married, so I was used to spending my own money, and then now we have i can't go and get <laughs> what I want um. Yeah, it feels a long time ago, but <laughs> so it's easier now. But I think in the beginning it was really hard. It, imagine, it was yeah, hard. Yeah, um, it's a big but, adjustment. But it, yeah, Yeah, but again, it was easy because Jan, you made a budget and we spoke about it and we looked at it and practically I would know,
0: mm.
3: okay, that that isn't gonna work. Mm. So I think that helped.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have different strengths, so that helps. That you know, that's good. I think when we started Jasmine talked about um obviously as men and women we are we are Christians first and our relationship with God is important so uh, in terms of as we talk about practical stuff seeking God first uh what does that spiritually what does what does that that look like for you guys um uh, as you try to first be in step with God and then being under your being under husband, or or for Jasmine, just being on her own or under eldership, um, how how does that look for you guys? Um,
3: I think like if we if we spend time with God, He obviously speaks to us, and I think, yeah, you know, I think sometimes me me maybe we want someone to come and speak into your life and address something. But if we actually stay close to God and we have a soft heart, He can come and correct. Mm. And then people don't actually don't need to like speak that directly into into our hearts. But um
0: Soft hearts a good it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a good topic. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um like if I think just of this past Sunday and the service we had, like for me God laid it on my heart, the last while, just like the pull of great prize. i like just how precious it is it is to know Jesus. And I mean, I didn't know what Ryan was going to speak about, but what he basically spoke about is actually, do we treasure that? Do we lay everything else down to make sure we grab hold of that? So I think if we we walk in step with God, he speaks even before the message is brought across. And then that's actually a confirmation, like a wake-up call, we need to respond to what he's saying.
2: Suddenly, I don't know how to walk with Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. I, I, I think for me, in a large part, is I don't know how it differs from walking with Jesus as a man. Um, it, For me, I'm like, you fall in love with Jesus daily. Make sure you're finding his face. Make sure you are loving him. And then when you hear what he has to say, you're obedient to what he has to say. Um. And whatever that might look like, however daunting, how scary, how different to your thoughts, how different to your ideologies, it's actually practically finding his face every day.
1: Yeah, I think that's good uh, the scripture, Matthew six thirty three, is mm. applicable to to both. Yeah. Not just as, uh so and yeah, we're saints mm. of and we're children of God and um it should look the same in a mm. sense, how we seek Him. And I think that was very good uh, what Tanya said about the, um, uh, like sometimes we want to, to hear God speak through other people mm. so badly. yeah. And But it's just because we uh, struggle to make the time and put in the effort to actually just We're get lazy. before God for ourselves mm. and actually just wait on Him mm. and hear Him speak because we, I think we live in a, time where everything has to happen quickly and if god doesn't yeah. speak in five minutes then we're like okay cheers <laughs> so and uh, yeah so it's it as you say finding f- see finding god's face for yourself and mm. actually falling in love like mm-hmm. someone can come and speak a word into your heart and it doesn't mean anything to you because your your heart's not open to receive it or and you, you're not uh, yeah it's a it's like you, you need to be open to your God, uh, you know, whether it comes from someone else or whether it just comes from God. So you need to open your heart to, to God daily and let him speak to you and fall in love with him daily. Mm. So it's good.
2: I think out of everything, um, something that the Lord spoke to me about recently and comes in line with uh, being a Martha or Mary. And I think those are very female. It's a very female image, but, um, Being a better Mary allows me to function as a better Martha. And actually being someone who finds Jesus and loves on him and sits at his feet and hears his voice for myself, out of that place, I should be serving the church, whether I'm single, married, male, female. Out of that place, we should be serving Jesus is actually sitting, listening, receiving affirmation, receiving rebuke, receiving whatever it is that the Lord has for us on whatever Time of season or day, actually just sitting at his feet and finding his face, and then doing what he says.
1: Yeah, I think with all Mary and Martha, I always get mixed up which one is which. <laughs> Mary was <laughs> Mary sitting sat, at the feet. Martha, and Martha did was, everything. Yeah, so it, I mean, uh, at that point, Jesus said, uh, like, he it, didn't way. say what Martha was doing was wrong. It's just at that moment in time, Mary chose the better portion. Mm. So I think it's it's finding that. Uh, when is it time to actually okay now I'm serving now i can do this and out of what place like uh, okay god when my uh, i think for me personally in my life like i i struggle with that because I'm just like always running and doing this yeah. and doing that and it's like God actually just like yeah. so, so i can actually
0: hearing <laughs> yes. god in that in in that so yeah that's yeah. good. I think the second thing I want to touch on practically is um, speaking faithfully. Obviously, the power of the tongue. I know you've talked about it previously, um, Jazz. Proverbs 31 is obviously very cool for men and women. Um, Proverbs thirty one twenty six says, She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Obviously, the way we, we build up, Tanya, you build up your husband. Uh, the Bible says to respect your husband and they love their wives. Uh, has the <laughs> secret is more like perspective, but I is a teen 18, so uh,
2: his
3: yes. I think it's, <laughs> 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 yes, I think he's he is someone that's easy to follow, but um, there probably is still that uh, that part in me that maybe sometimes want to grasp for something. So I think he probably would maybe sometimes say, I don't have as kind words, but the Bible does say, I think even g- in Galatians, it also speaks about when you speak the truth, speak it in love, knowing that you can fall into that exact same thing. So I think that's actually quite humbling to think about that mm-hmm. and just bear in mind that we are human.
2: And, yeah. You know, we're all human. I think for me, um, it's often in my flippant words that I get it wrong. When I'm considering ab- uh, the the heaviness of my words, it's very easy to be gentle and kind and somewhat wise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's when I get lost in my emotion or my hyperactivity or my insecurity, that's when my words get iffy. Mm. And I think one thing for, for women in general... That I haven't touched on, so you can cut this out completely if you'd like to. Um, Is women are emotional beings. I like to go where men. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? Um, Things safer. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I'm going where all the men can't, so watch me boldly go. Um, We're we're emotional beings, and actually, that is in large part where our um, fault can lie. And actually, as women, to submit our emotions and our feelings to mm. the foot of the cross, and allow That's Jesus cute. to be Lord of them, mm. regardless of how hurt you may be, or how angry you are, um, or for me, how excited I might be in a moment, mm. actually, for allowing the Lord to make us temperate mm. and stable, I think is something that is is a unique challenge to females.
0: Mm. Mm. That's very really good. Yeah, I believe. You know, <laughs> no. right. tanya says i can't um, relate with that but <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> see,
3: you see you've all missed my explosive very explosive <laughs> side of me um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, but so you know, one of the uh, fruits of the spirit is being self-controlled yeah. mm. and i think it's if we try on ourselves to tame our emotions we're really going to struggle we really need god to help us in that yeah. and yes there's a practical side we need to practice patience we need practice to be self-controlled and and all of that but it definitely is a work of the holy spirit to come and do a deep work in us
1: yeah i think that uh it's something that uh, god spoke to me of few years ago about is that yeah i think the st- construction of the sentence was bad it's okay but yeah i, I mean I, I think we all have at certain times emotions flying around and god being the creator i think there's no better person you can go to to actually bring your emotions under control because Him, being the creator, knows exactly how to deal with them. Yeah. So I think for us, I think you're saying submitted at the foot of the cross mm. and being like, okay, Jesus, I actually have no idea how to react in this moment yeah. in time. And I, I need you. Mm. I need you to come and show me it, like uh, f- in the midst of sadness, because yes, there's moments where God felt sadness, mm. there's moments where God gets angry and he's full of wrath and he <laughs> opens the earth and so swallow but sons uh, of Korah. yeah so and it's like but I think for us to just like in those moments submit to God and mm-hmm. being like okay how do I control this and actually reflect you in this mm-hmm. moment I think Tanya wants to say something she was looking like she's grabbing for the mic grasping, grasping. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um yeah, I was just thinking about it this afternoon, how oh, we can be so caught up in our circumstances and maybe in our emotions and just think that God is not great and He's mm-hmm. terrible and I'm going through all of this, but actually God is good always. And it's not about um, how, what my emotions are like. I actually choose to give into that emotion or not, yeah. but I can choose in that moment to look at who God is and what His Word says about Him.
2: I think as well, um, something that you mentioned about self-control and it being a fruit of the spirit. I remember a couple of years ago at 412, Mike Davies had a preach on um, basically circle circle of behavior and how if we practically as women are going to apply external behavioral patterns to our emotions and the handling thereof, we are just going to change external behavior. But if we allow the Lord to come and transform us from the inside, we will be transformed as people who are able to have self-control, who are able to manage their emotions. So I think... It's very easy, I think, f- especially for personality types like mine who are task-orientated and who want to tick things off a box, I'll go, well, if I have an emotional outburst, I'm going to hold my tongue, tick. I'm going to do this, tick. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, when actually we should be being transformed by the Holy Spirit from the inside and allowing that to then flow out of us in the form of self-control or emotional control.
0: Mm go for
3: it i was thinking of (laughs) 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 yes just like on a practical side i was you know thinking of maybe sometimes i feel overwhelmed or anxious about something um and in in hebrews 4 it speaks about that jesus is actually our rest Mm -hmm. like we can't now that we have been saved by jesus now afterwards want to try and do all these things to maintain our righteousness actually we can't so for me i think that's just when i feel anxious overwhelmed i have to stop and just ask myself am i actually doing things that's actually what i shouldn't be doing like or shouldn't have to take responsibility for i can actually just go and rest at jesus's feet
0: proverbs three 30 says charm is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman who fears the lord she shall be praised fear the fear of the lord is universal for all Christians that we should have, how does that look for women?
2: That was something I wanted to, I was thinking about just now, of um, specifically charm, where is it? It's here on this beautiful piece of paper you sent us. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. I think as women we are thrust and shoved an idea of what beauty looks like, what it means to be a woman how to dress like a woman and I think also another thing that's kind of happening at the moment in the world is my body my way Mm. and this is something actually that I think as women single married whatever it looks like where we can choose to love our brother above ourselves and because I often have a lot of women going, but why can't I wear my skimpy shorts? Mm. It's my yeah, body. Modesty
0: is something I want to touch on so as mod- well. So let's so modesty. Off. Let's yeah, go yeah. to
2: modesty. Why can't I do that? Because yeah. if I want to express myself, da yeah. da da da. And I think big thing for me in that is actually I consider my brother above myself, mm. and um. I might want to wear skimpy shorts. I might feel like I have the confidence, Mm. but actually what am I doing to a fellow believer Mm. by doing that? Am I causing them to sin? Because Paul then writes that we should tie a millstone around our neck and throw ourselves into the sea. That's Mm. how harshly Paul puts it. And actually, as a Christian, we are to love our neighbors. We love ourselves. And actually, even further than that, to consider our brother Mm. above ourselves. And actually, that is one way, as women, we can literally consider men above ourselves is being careful and considerate about mm-hmm. how we dress and how we conduct ourselves.
0: Yeah, cuz culture says uh, I mean as a woman I'm empowered if I wear what I want and if I yeah, so modesty Tanya so you add up modesty. I think it's probably in my experience at least I haven't really felt that issue in the church or in in our church but obviously in the world it's a massive problem. Um we shouldn't be a summoning block to one another in whatever context. Um, I think that's also something to mention. Um, is there something you want to add on on being modest or fear the Lord, whatever?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think women, even though we probably can say we wear our emotions on our sleeve and we're open book and everyone can see what's going on, I think women actually are actually very good at hiding things. And so one thing I would probably ask someone is, <laughs> what i'd probably ask is what are people what is your motive when you do something like be honest what is your motive i think if you look at your motive you're going to change what you do i think that's probably more what i would ask and and i think um also if i think maybe women maybe sometimes try to get approval or they want acceptance but actually Jesus is the only one that can accept us. Sorry, I'm jumping now on another no, subject. That's good. But but Jesus is the only one that can satisfy us. Mm. If you think someone's approval can satisfy you, you're heading down a very dangerous road. No. Because if if someone has that power over you, that means they have the power whether you're happy or sad. Or there's the risk that you can manipulate them to get what you want. Yeah. And like, that's not healthy at all.
2: I think... Th- tanya touched on it briefly i think a lot of also that comes into play is the the desire to control which mm. comes down to the root of wanting to to grasp above yeah and i think women can use clothing can use beauty can use whatever they want with the intent to manipulate and control yeah um and i think that i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> but it is a thing
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, there I, we go. I, okay,
2: I'm gonna have, guys. We're not allowed to put my surname
0: on because all women everywhere
2: are gonna come after me.
0: But I do want to talk something that I felt <laughs> something something that I felt in the past Changing is my even name? even even humor. Some of the humor we indulge even as Christians mm. because. Uh, in the culture, like, of, uh, obviously I'm at a lot of weddings and I see the jokes that come out there. Um, this is the last decision you're going to make and from now on she's in charge. And all that kind of, And then it's it's always said as a joke. It's People are always laughing. like It's almost like the roles have switched in that, in that humour where the woman's in control now and the man needs to submit to her. And um, I think actually that's a problem and we should probably start addressing that and saying... I think what that what that's perpetuating is probably is not healthy and it's it's not biblical. So but and but I think it's it's often obviously done like I said for, for humorous purposes or just for comedy. But I don't think we should indulge in that. Even if, if, if it's yeah, you know, if we don't really mean it. I think the perception by and law because for a lot of men, the reality is the woman is in the marriage, the the power balance has shifted and he is the, uh, she is the the shot caller and and the, the head of the home in many ways.
3: Yeah you know, I think you know, I, we shouldn't be indulging any humor. I think that's not honoring, but I think that's you know, that's difficult to actually go down that route because in the world you can't really address yeah. the way the world does life. But as a church and as um, as the bride, we can actually bring people into show them. Like what a healthy relationship looks like, I think if I think about the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, like the unity that is there, and the beauty of God allowing us to actually come into that place and having uh, having a part of that, that's maybe something we can portray to the world um yeah
0: let's finish off off with maybe combining in a practical sense submission and also serving. Uh, as a woman what, what that looks like. Sonia. I think you and Johan are yeah. probably known the most as, like just that's when people think of you that's what they think about, like people who serve just night and day, twenty four seven, like so, <laughs> the, so you are on a pedestal, the statue is coming, so <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> So please stay humble. Um, but all jokes aside, just yeah, uh, you know, s- serving in church uh, as an eldership couple as well. Uh, what does that look like? What are the challenges you faced uh, as as a, as a woman as well, if there are any? But Yes, you're solid.
3: <laughs> um, I think like at the moment, um, Ryan asked me to oversee worship, so maybe I'm I'm overseeing a ministry now, but I'm actually not a guy. Um, but I'm still undercovering I'm still w- walking with what the elders want to do and I think there are maybe there are sometimes people that have an administrative skill and you are being played the best part you can play somewhere so I think these like there's a wide variety of opportunities actually for women to serve in the church and God has made us creative like I think, the Bible isn't an exhaustive list of how we could serve. So there's so many opportunities that one, if you see a gap, you can create something and fill the gap. Um, yeah. I think for us, for me and your aunt, church really is family. So it's easy then to just give your heart to it. And I think like, even if you think about the prophetic bringing a word on a Sunday, even that is a safe place, bringing a word under submission to the elders. I'm just being obedient to what God showed me and, whether they choose to release it or not, that's for them. They have to answer to God if they should have and they didn't. Um. So I think for me, that's a safe place. But I think in church, we're lots of people and there's bound to be opportunities for people to be frustrated or have a different preference to how something is being done. And I think if we just have grace with one another, instead of arguing or getting miffed, just think about what can I bring to resolve the solution or maybe I do have a suggestion that works mm. better and just try it but yeah. to just have grace with one another
0: yeah, I think the ser- servant's heart is really about doing it for God and obviously mm-hmm. for the church but and for and for the love of people out of a yeah. love of people um, and if you don't have that you're gonna struggle if you think what I'm my ser- what I'm doing as serving is inferior to what Ester is doing standing on the stage and trying to sing now i'm getting Sing so. <laughs> uh, so uh so yeah jazz what did you want to add something on on that i
2: think for me i'm a single woman who uh, firstly i want to say that i think we can easily paint a very negative picture of women's leadership abilities yes in the church i think we can easily go like you can never lead and can't have authority over a man but actually like i'm a single deaconess like there is position and there is space for you as a woman to to Don't you
0: lead a com as well
2: I did, and capacity-wise, I now support someone that... Co- okay, coded to but com. you did that I as well. I did, yes. Yeah, I yeah. did that. I've done youth ministry leadership for years. I'm Brett's PA, so I, I'm in elders' meetings, and I give my opinion, and I submit some stuff to them as well, and, and I actually talk to them about stuff. And So I'm very lucky as a, as a single female to be able to mm. do that, and I have a very privileged space. But um, in that, I'm always under submission Mm. so even in those meetings like I'll often go to breath and I'll be like listen if I said anything that sounded like I should be I'm like playing out of my place or like I think every meeting I feel like I've said something that I shouldn't have so I go to him and I'm like listen if I have please just tell me always correct me if I'm if I'm stepping out of line um so I think when you're serving as a woman in whatever capacity that is, whether it's in leadership, whether it's in coffee table, whether it's prophetic, um, to do it in submission, you're in a safe space and run until the elders go, okay, that's probably where your line is, um, because they have been and you have your soul's been entrusted to them. They'll give an account for how they led you, and you can rest in that actually, um. So that's the thing for me is like you can lead, and also that concept the Bible speaks about young uh, older women teach younger women. And I think for me, I have a, um, I studied teaching, which is what I wanted to do, Um, but obviously I'm not going to stand and and teach in a congregation. I don't have the, the faith for that, but I can sit in ladies' meetings and teach and use my gift there, and I can sit in youth groups, and I can sit in community, and I can...
0: You can disciple other women.
2: I can disciple other women, and actually there are spaces for me to use that particular gift. The same with the prophetic. I can use it wherever there is a covering. Um, it's just my responsibility to make sure I'm being obedient to Jesus and being submitted to my leaders, my elders, or my husband.
0: I think it's quite fitting that this episode is probably going to be longer than the men's one. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. I wonder why. <laughs> That's why. I must say, like
1: when it started, like the first three minutes, it felt like this thing's going to be over in half an hour. Yeah. But but then I forgot. <laughs> Chatterboxes. Oh.
0: Uh, so I want to I close off finishing thoughts, ideas, remarks. I want you guys also, if you can, to give some practical advice or pointers for women listening who are in the church but maybe are struggling with a few of these stuff that we've touched on, some advice you maybe have for them, and just closing remarks on a godly woman, something that you haven't mentioned before, um, and also just your tips for women listening if they are, Struggling in some of these areas, how they can overcome that. Um, I think being discipled by uh, another woman woman obviously is a good place to start, probably. But uh, yeah, if you.
2: I think if you are sitting there and you are struggling with any of the things that we've spoken about, and it really just does hit a nerve for you, I think the first thing is take it to Jesus. He knows. He hasn't suddenly left the building and doesn't know you're feeling like this. Um, He created you. He made you. He Um, knows everything about you. So it doesn't surprise him. So don't feel ashamed or um, guilty for having these responses or having these emotions. So firstly, I would say take it to him, sit with him, process it with him, and then go to someone that you trust as a leader, a female leader, and go, this is what I'm struggling with. Please help me to see it biblically and to actually reach out for that. And whatever they might say, however they might point it to you, trust that Jesus will show you the truth. Um, And also... Till the, su- the, the ground of your heart. Like actually spend time with Jesus so your heart is soft to hear it. Because like Kuba said, Jesus can speak straight into your heart and means nothing because it's as hard as stone. And so actually soften your heart before the Lord and know that His will is greater than ours and His thoughts are greater than ours. So the way He's designed the world to work, the way He's designed men and women to work is better than what we would have thought it to be. Um, so actually to trust Him in that would be my advice for someone who might be struggling.
0: Great. Uh, Tanya?
2: I'm
3: just reminded of the scripture we speak about. Um For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. And God didn't promise that everything will go well with us and that everything will go away and we'll be happy. But he did say that there will be lots of suffering and trials and that will produce in us godly fruit. So in that place, look at the bigger picture and have eternity in mind. Um, I think... Make sure you spend a lot of time in the Word, because when we're confronted with the truth, then that changes the way we view things. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I said it earlier also about living a life of repentance, where you continually change and be submitting things. And if it's been a while, maybe you need to spend a bit more time with Jesus. Um, and I think the last thing I'd probably would say is just pray that you remain standing till the end. Pray that you have a soft heart if you find that you're in know, a place where you maybe you've grown a bit cold just pray that god will reignite that fire
0: that's great thank you guys for joining us this is uh well yeah it's
1: a yeah i think i i ended last week on on the scripture philippians too that i spoke about earlier as well and i read it last week and there was actually some things that i felt out of it that i didn't mention but i think for 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 men and for women there is a beauty in that in that portion of scripture of just jesus showing himself as selfless humble not feeling entitled not f- trying to empower himself being obedient laying himself down and it is god that exalted him god that raised him up god that gave him the uh, yeah that uh, that um approves of him at the end of the day and i think for for men and for women like these like god sees us as equal as as uh, um as i mentioned earlier but there's different functions and roles we fulfill and it's not trying to step out of that role that he has assigned for for each one and uh yeah a f- feeling that you're loved less by god because you step or because you can't do that or it's just submit to god and he, he loves you the same as he loves me the same as he loves anyone else but yeah I, I find your approval in in him, and not the the role that you think you should fulfill, if I can put it like that. So yeah.
2: Before we are servants, we are sons and daughters and lovers of Jesus. Amen.
0: Great. um So if you have any questions, you can either send them to your, your Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Kuba's Yester. Um, but yeah, Tanya, Jazz, thanks for being here. Thanks for making time. We appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we hope to have you back in the future. Again. <laughs> thanks, guys. Cheers. From our side, me and you, <laughs> thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.